Ooh, yeah, that? it's nice. It's um, think of a burnt gingerbread man when you smell it. <laughs> you, you start smelling it. Yeah, I can see. Are we on? We're on. We're back. <laughs> We're back. How does uh how do the sound levels look? Uh, How do the sound levels look? Good. So we're good. good. Yeah, we're we're Gucci. Okay, I love it. Mine. I didn't have time to pack my tripod. But the good news, we got a little belly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're good to go. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna. We've we've been out for a little bit. Life's kind of taking place. I think we've been gone for about two weeks two two weeks. two weeks or so which is longer than we want to be out but we're going to qu- record some episodes here get you guys caught up we're going to start we're going to start this off with some old forester 1910 old fine whiskey and, uh, you guys like ipas I'll not normally, yeah. not normally. Okay. Well, if you don't like them, this it doesn't do you any good. But if you're listening and you like IPAs, went to Whole Foods and I found it's um, it's tea. So like they'll brew, you know, black tea, green tea, whatever. But they brew the tea with hops. So mm. you're driving down the road, tastes like an IPA, no alcohol. Really? Mm. Yeah. I don't know if that's the sign. I don't know if I like. I don't know if you have a problem. Yeah, that might be the Yeah, but I I bought one because I thought it was. It's all I read was like tea, thirty milligrams of caffeine. I was like, cool, and I grabbed it, opened it up, started driving home with my groceries, and I took a sip, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna get pulled over. <laughs> that's a beer. This is beer. That's a beer. That's a beer. It wasn't. So we're good. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a swallow real quick. Go. Yeah, you're a swallow. Boys, while we're taking swallers, yeah. it's been it's been a while. Yeah. Good things have happened since we've been gone. Zach's had some good news. Isaac's had some big deals closed. <laughs> catch it, catch us up on what's been going on. Oh man, in the Johnson household, man, the Johnson household um, was very chill until it wasn't. Um, basically, I had a bunch of stuff under contract that was like I had a big land deal in Lowell that was under contract for seven months. Nice, and love it those. Was like, every month was like problem 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 and then my phone rings um middle of may and it was like all right we got a big problem but if it's solved it's the last one and i was like okay cool yeah and i don't want to not going to get into the details it's not my place to say but anyway i got a call that was just like hey got it done uh can we close in two days and i was like oh i guess title company was ready (laughs) heck yes we can yeah so we went and closed that you got it closed? Got it closed. Congrats. Signed it. Thank you. Congrats. I mean, double ended it. Wow. Listed yep. and sold it. That helps. And, um, and then got, beginning of May, got a random client off of my furnished rentals. Yeah. reached out to me to use a furnished rental. I said, I don't have one, but I can help you buy a house. Yeah. like, sure. And we went and bought one, helped my sister buy a house and sold the land, double ended the land all in the month of April. And That's great. I, I immediately texted um, Zach's CPA. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> how do I not pay I taxes not pay tax here? <laughs> and if I'm going to pay taxes, how much can I fit on a truck? So yeah. <laughs> That's a uh, shout out to Matt Shibish with PRZ yeah. CPA again. Thank you guys for thank you for taking care of us. Yes, so that is huge. That's great, Isaac. Yeah. Great month. That's yeah. great. Big time. 
Yeah, I've been, uh, man, I've been really busy with uh, real estate activities. Just got my biggest listing ever. It's about 40 acres by the airport, 2.2 million. I'm pretty pumped about that. Got that secured last night. I got next week, I'll have $3.5 million worth of listings hitting the market. So I'm pretty pumped about that. And uh, I I closed a little over 1.5 last month. Um, Should be. I'm kind of tracking for a $15 million year, which is going to be really good. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped about, I'm pretty pumped about that. It's, it's been really busy. It's kind of to the point where I'm not really having to go out and seek stuff. I'm just posting my activity and my activity is driving clients to me. Yeah. Um, and so keeping the activity up, um, even when I'm not closing on deals, if you're posting about your activity, it, it brings people to you. And so Do you get more a- activity posting on facebook or instagram or is there like an outlet that gets the most response linkedin like i don't know it's gonna be probably facebook yeah. because you're my client the clientele or are the people that are looking on facebook are a little older than instagram yeah. um instagram is gonna drive like my first time home buyers but facebook's gonna drive like hey i saw you're doing an investing podcast would love to start investing with you i got i got one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and it's like oh sweet you should have told me about that six months ago but um yeah that facebook usually drives that sort of business but just staying active i i i mean i can't even account for the amount of business that it comes from just showing that i'm active in real estate because if you if you miss a month of showing that you're active in real estate people think i don't know if they think you died or they think that you're no longer longer a realtor, but you just have to consistently post what you're doing in real estate for people yep. to remember you're, you're, you're going after people's particular activation system in their brain. So it's like, if you buy a red truck, you're going to start seeing red trucks on the road. And so if you're driving down the road, you see a for sale sign, you, you, you think, you think of real estate, who's the first person that, that's popping to your mind. And my job as a realtor is to make sure that it's my name. Uh, Isaac's job as a realtor is to make sure it's his name. Brandon's job is to make sure that his fear thinks of his fear sphere that knows that it's his name. So anybody that knows that I exist on this earth needs to think, Zach Stanley, that when they think of real estate, and that's my job. So, um, absolutely, well, didn't mean to die. Didn't no, mean to dive yeah, super I, deep I, into I, that. That's killer. Yeah, when, but, you're, when you're in sales, it's. I mean, the sales and the follow up, no yeah, matter what it is. So. It's a uh, and it's a bunch of following up, but it's it's. I'm at a I'm at a pretty cool point here where I'm not really having to go out find a bunch of stuff anymore. Um, you know, and there, there'll be points throughout my career where I will have to go and get it. And, and, and that was honestly the first two and a half, three years was going on getting it. But I'm at a cool little spot here where like, it just feels like stuff keeps coming. Um, and praise God for it. So lot, lots of, lots of good stuff happening. I saw your billboard the other day. Yeah, I do. I do. I do have a little bill, billboard. Do you ever up. get calls off billboards? I have never gotten a call, but the billboard is more top of mind marketing for me. So someone sees my billboard, they'll see my sign in the ground, they'll see a post on Facebook, and then they they make connections and go, "Man, Zach is active in the community." Like uh, it's yeah. it's more of a, "Hey, that makes Zach legit." It's a reminder, it's a reminder. Um, and, and I have. I have passively gotten one or two deals from it because someone said, hey, I saw your billboard. didn't know you're a realtor. I was like, yeah, it's like literally what I do. Yeah. So um, I've gotten a few a few passive deals from it. So it's it's pretty cool. I've had a few. Um, I've actually had I've actually did have a call from an older woman on it. And I think she was just trying to get me to show a home because she was she sounded like she was 70 and just like 
wanted me to be your sugar baby or something. <laughs> I was like, I mean, we can work something out. We can work something yeah. out. But yeah, that's uh so what let's dive into um Brandon, what do we got for this episode thirteen here? Distill deep dive. Deal deep dive. And if, if we uh if we can figure out how to get like a submarine uh sound snippet we'll try to figure that out but um, we're going to dive deep into one of the deals that i ran across here this past week uh we're kind of catching up a little bit as well um we've been we've been out for a little bit so um we're gonna we'll cut in that that sound snippet from us catching up but still we forgot to we forgot to get what what have you been up to the past two three weeks (laughs) yeah it's uh i'll say a lot of my time has definitely been invested in the full-time gig and i think the lord's putting me putting me there to to steward that well so just just doing that um and you know i spend at least a couple of days a week though you know kind of um you know during, during my lunch times trying to make some cold calls and and yeah. uh, follow up with some folks that i've talked to in the past with some properties that they may be looking to sell so it's a it's a chase game right now for me and and trying to to do all that but um, we're, we're blessed and we're, we're look, kind of looking for the next thing. So we're yeah trying to find, uh, we're, we think we have a good opportunity to rent, rent our house out, whether it be Airbnb, whether it be furnished finder, whether it be long-term, any of those would work for our house. Um, so we're just kind of looking for the, the next deal and the next thing without paying too much and getting rid of too much reserves. So, yep. um, that's where we're at. We're, the wife is great she she got a new job and she's excited about it so, um, starting in the awesome. in the fall so that's um, great she's pumped and and uh we're, we're doing good so that's great yep well, well we'll cut in uh where isaac and i are uh we did that a little bit before yeah. this um but let's go into <clears throat> this is a deal that came to me off market um honestly just found this because i posted on facebook and i said hey my wife and i are looking for off-market deals because everything on market on market sucks and it does everything on market really sucks right now i mean i've, I've seen some stuff that has made me almost laugh um we we will we'll say no names but there was there was a fourplex <laughs> Listed for one point three million dollars. One point three million dollars. That's that's an awesome powers reference. Um, and I about shed tears of laughter when I saw it. I mean, I don't even think, don't even think it's a one cap. That's got to be like a yeah. negative, like fifteen hundred dollars a month at least. At least, yeah. At oh, least got more. Uh, I mean, even if you're maxing out your rents on it, that is insane. I mean, it's, it's still happening though. Like I, I finally got a call back from one of those storages. We, yeah. Isaac, we talked about that and I uh, had a great conversation. He was mentioning that he was ready to sell. And I think it was because of a refinance that was coming up. Yeah. Um, and he was, I mean, he was talking like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to want this. And you know, I, I want to be fair. I want it to be fair for you and I want it to be fair for me. And I was like, that sounds great. Yeah. Just let me get the financials and, and I'll take a look, um, and dive into the numbers a little bit, see if this makes sense. And it was a, it, like initially at a five cap or something. Five cap. Yeah. A five cap and, and the rent growth is not, it's just not there around, around it. And so I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm not sure, you know, I think it's just still happening around here. And yeah. I, and I wonder what, you know, when is it going to finally break where we see some, some deals? And I, I think it's, there's no better time right now to be close to your banker and to be talking to him often. Um, I'm trying to, to keep that 
communication going right now and and um you know if anything is coming up for refinance that their clients are are looking to sell potentially then then i want to be right there and in lieu of that so anyway just something to be thinking about as as you're uh looking around yeah of course so uh, this deal came to me via i posted on facebook and said my wife and i are looking for off-market deals we're looking to expand Uh, this is our path for where we want our financial future to go um, is off-market real estate deals and so had a agent mentor uh, hit me up. She's got an extensive list of off-market properties and sellers that would sell potentially. And uh, this is a deal off of Martin Luther King in Fayetteville. I'm not going to mention the address, but um, it's a duplex. It's an updated duplex. And I, uh, I basically told her you know, I'm a very candid guy. I told her my story. I said, hey, um, her and I kind of knew each other from before, but I said, hey, my wife and I are literally living in my parents' basement right now so that we can save enough up and up cash and do deals. That, that's what we're looking to do. Um, we are we're, we want to be real estate investors. We, we already are, but we, we're looking for that next deal. And um, I didn't sell a story. I, I just told my real life what's going on. And uh, she relayed that to the seller and the seller was in a similar position as me. And so um maybe pulled on a heartstring or two. And so she said, man, offer, offer what you want. It's a nice duplex. Um, each side rents out for 1450. We're going to dive into the numbers here in a second, but, um, she goes, yeah, just offer what you think. So I offered like 300 on the dot for this duplex, which is what, where I wanted it to be. Um, yeah, it is. It is. So we're going to dive, we're going to dive into that real quick. So at a purchase price of, I'm going to run through my calculator on this. So at a purchase price of three hundred thousand, I just put my closing costs at five thousand. It'll probably be a little bit more than that. How do we usually calculate closing costs? I used to do like two to three percent. Yeah, it's usually. I mean, a good rule of thumb is two percent, but I found that that's even a little high sometimes. Okay. So, like for a three hundred thousand dollar property, that'd be what six thousand yeah. dollars. That's probably pretty accurate for three hundred thousand, but like a five thousand dollar property or five hundred thousand dollar property being ten thousand dollar closing costs, I think that's too much. That's really high. Yeah. That's what that's yeah. really high. So like I think anything under like four hundred thousand is decently accurate for two percent rule um, for that. And but it, I usually just calculate four to six seven thousand dollars. Like it's going to yep. be somewhere in that range. Yeah, I so I put five thousand dollars for this for closing costs. Um, I am going to do. Um, I was going to move into this duplex. So I didn't know that part. Yeah. So I was, I was going to move into this duplex so I could do 3.5% down. I'm looking to to do the most that I can with my cash on hand. So it's going to be $10,500 down. So, which was going to be great. Um, I had an interest rate of 5.875 on a first, it was going to be a first time home buyer loan. So, um, wow. because I don't have any first time home buyer loans. I just have two conventional loans right now. Gotcha. So I was going to be able to use that. I already, I talked with a lender. Um, at the time he had me at 5.875. It's probably around six now for that first time home buyer loan because I had good credit and stuff. So, um, loan terms would be 30 years monthly gross income is going to be, well, I, I put 2900 as if I were to move out. So we're just going to run it. We're going to run this with the thoughts that it's a year later and I've moved out. So that's that's how I run these deals if I'm going to move into them. So when I move out, each side's going to be 1450 a month, which is going to be 1900 uh, or 2900. So I put gross monthly income at 2900. 
property taxes were 195 a month, insurance 130 a month. I got quotes on those. Um, and then I did update analysis. It's 729 bucks a month cash flow at a 56.48% cash on cash return, uh, which is really, really good. And I think those rents could even go up from there um, to give me an even better return. Um, something I didn't take into account was, let's plug in here, repairs and maintenance, vacancy, capital expenditures, capital expenditures, everything was updated. I'm going to put like 3% in there because there's not much to update management fees. I manage it myself. Vacancy rate. The vacancy rate around here is 1%. I'm going to put two, uh, repairs and maintenance. I'm going to put it five. So let's calculate that from there. And we get $572 a month, but a 44.32%. So regardless of how you put it, this is a deal. This is a deal to be had. And basically what happened um, here is we're kind of going back and forth right now. We're, we're still just going back and forth. So the um, the seller wants to to do 300000 for me, but he just recently 1031 exchanged into this property. So he's like needing more out of it. But I'm, I'm trying to get some sort of thing that gives me the first right of refusal on this, which means that um, hey, maybe if we don't do a deal right now, when you do sell it, give me the first opportunity to buy this. Um, so I, I'm, I'm looking out for myself later on down the road saying, hey, even if we don't get a deal now, that's all right. Give me the first right of refusal to, to say no on this deal um, when you do sell it maybe a year down the road. So that was a pretty cool deal that came up up off market and it's like the only deal i've seen that makes sense in a long time um so i thought that was pretty cool have you guys come across any uh deals recently um multifamily wise or it's just been branding guys that have been storage unit stuff yeah um man no one is selling multifamily period like i'm surprised you got one and if they sell it that's 1.3 million it's a it's a one cap yeah. Um, I mean, there's a couple single family homes that are getting close, but mm. still not really. Yep. Um, and so the storage one was the only one, but it storage is so different because you have to have space to make updates. Yeah. It's like a house, like you can paint, you can add stuff inside. There's all that with storage. You need more square footage on the lot to mm. add a fence. You need electricity to the property to run, make a gate security cameras like all these updates need space yep and the one we were looking at doesn't have any room to update anything so there's just no way to there's no way to raise the value of the property besides raising rents and there's no reason to raise rents if you're not making anything yeah i don't know yeah it's a little bit it's a tough deal i think i don't know i think we'll stay on them yeah i think i don't think he'll find anybody at that price yeah hopefully he's not listening i don't yeah i mean if he is like I'd love to own it. Yeah. I would love to own it, but that's the cool part about commercial to to residential sometimes is that commercial you you almost can control the value of the property. Yeah. Because it's all based on your net operating income. And then, you know, with residential it comes and goes as the market comes mm-hmm. and goes. And so I think when you're looking at like like your deal right there, if even if the market was to go down 
um, you know, 15, 20%, your, your, the, the way that you offered was a way that cash flows and that could ride you through that storm. And stuff. Yep. It was a, it was a big enough cushion. I was like, man, even if the market crap, I mean, this is a deal I'm pulling the trigger on 10 out of 10, no matter what there's the market. So you guys know this, but just for the listeners, there's an old rule called the 1% rule. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work anymore. It does not work. <laughs> it hasn't worked in a while unless you were in commercial and then that then that went out the window uh-huh. if the rent that it brings in is one percent of the purchase price buy it done yeah and so that's what I, whenever I and that's that, the gross rents that's a gross rent yep yep gross rents so zach's deal was 2900 he offered 300 it was borderline one percent like yeah if he accepted that it's a home run home run of a deal no matter what no matter what interest rates are unless they're like 20 percent, like one percent is killer yeah. yeah. Here, go ahead. You, you go. I was just going to say, and yeah, with, with this, I mean, I, I think we're still in a time. It, I, I had another conversation with a guy I told you all about with a 16 units um, in an area that I really liked. I've been mm-hmm. following up with him for over a year. Um, and I think that's, that's the game right now, honestly. And where we're at, guys like that are not quite ready to sell, yeah. but he's almost ready to retire. But, you know, we, we also don't know what's going to happen here in the next few months. Um, I was thinking about this on the way here. We all three love the Warren Buffett quote. That's uh, be fearful when people are greedy, be greedy when people are fearful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that what goes unnoticed about that quote is there's periods that of change on either end. So, like, if you're if people are being greedy and you're being fearful, there's got to be a swing where you have to sit still and let it swap to the other end. Yeah. And I think, at least in my opinion, we're kind of there. Yeah. Like, is it going to swap to the other end or not? And uh, that's what's making stuff tough. Yeah. For me personally. It's uh, I, I would I would completely agree with that. It's kind of a period here where we're, I feel like we're just kind of sitting, just waiting. And it's, it's, it's hard. It takes a lot of patience. We're just sitting here waiting for <laughs> something to happen. Um I know if Henry Washington was listening to this, he'd go start some mailers, like yeah. start spending a couple thousand bucks a month on mailers and find some off market deals. Um, so that's totally an option as well. Um, where, do, uh, where does he pull his list from? Do, do know? not know. Like his I, I think, properties. Yeah. I think like a prop stream or something okay. like that. One of those services out there. He's so. on, he, I get his, uh, he's on some of my Instagram ads Yeah, for, um, free plug. REI call center. Yeah. Those? I, oh, fo- yeah. I just followed them recently. Yeah. And so I don't know what that is, but he, he's on my timeline. I think he's got, he, there are people that cold call they for cold him. call for you. Yeah. Which yeah. is an interesting concept. Yeah. I thought it sounded really cool. I wonder where they get their list from. Which yeah. he, he was, I talked to Ryan Blackstone and he was like, man, those people, <laughs> the people at REI call center, they don't speak great English, Makes sense. but they will, I mean, you'll figure out who's interested in selling or not. Like, <laughs> yeah, no cause doubt. they're going to tell you no or yes pretty quick. Yeah. And you basically just anybody that's a warm lead, you know, they, they give it to Henry or whoever is using the REI call center. And then, and then you call them up and go, Hey, heard you're potentially interested in selling. Let's, let's talk. Yeah. Um, so that's potential, probably a higher return on investment. And I, I'd be interested in doing something like that. So yeah, for sure. Um, that's going to wrap up our deal deep dive. Thank you guys for tuning in to episode 13 and we'll see you on episode 14. Love you guys. Love you guys.